Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be exploring how to use a key to work more quickly and effectively with your Akashic Record, or Soul Book. Each of us has an Akashic Record, or complete accounting, of all we have done, been and intended from the coalescing of our soul into being. This is not something kept and maintained by authorities or more powerful beings in order to control, manage, or manipulate us. Instead, it's an extension of ourselves, which helps us to understand our core nature and maintain a coherent sense of self throughout our ever-unfolding beingness. Think of it somewhat like the part of your brain which records events and transforms your experiences into memories, wisdom, skills, and perspectives. However, unlike your brain, which is subject to chemical signals, emotional misfires, survival instincts, coping mechanisms, and the mechanics of problem solving, your Akashic Record, or the Book of Your Soul, permanently records everything in exquisite detail, from the horrific to the rapturous. On the other hand, your soul book not only records the facts, it processes them to extract the wisdom, find solutions to problems, and helps you apply all you've become and are capable of in your current embodied life. Similar to the signals moving to and from our brain via our nerves, information flows to and from us via our akasha, prana, chi, whatever term you want to use. This is the life force which animates us, the mystical energy martial artists focus to empower their movements, and the points which acupuncturists needle in order to heal. Most people relate to this flow as the chakra system. Universal energies, including the wisdom from our soul book and higher self, flow down into our crown chakra and are incorporated into us at various stages until we manifest them out of us and into the world through the act of living. The experience of living flows into and through us upwards, being transformed into wisdom, lessons, and new abilities, which then enrich the universe while, at the same time, being recorded in our soul book. Each Akashic record or soul book is divided into seven sections. The first is a history of any and all physical embodiments the soul has participated in. These are generally called past lives or incarnations and are what past life regressionists work with when regressing their clients. The second section is a complex analysis of each past life recording the reasons for it, the outcome of all its situations, choices, and interactions, plus a result summary. This section is the report generated by each end-of-life review, which occurs directly after the soul returns to the Akashics. Past lives, or the detailed records covering an individual's incarnations, make up at least half of all soul books. The third section of a soul book is every fact concerning the soul which is not involved with embodiment, which for most souls comprises the majority of their existence. The fourth section is a record of their attitudes towards service work or active co-creation. I liken this to the taking on of a career in embodied life. Once matured, a soul will take on a service position of their choosing which fits their aptitudes, personality, and interests. As souls are not static but ever-evolving with life and experience, 
the nature of their service may progress, change, or develop in various ways, and all facets are recorded in this section. Sections 5, 6, and 7 of a soul book refer specifically to this current embodied life the soul is experiencing. Section 5 is a living document laying out all the preparation for the life, as well as all the current interwoven goals, actions, interconnections, possibilities, opportunities, and potentialities, which are in a constant state of change and is heavily intertwined with other documents and soul books. Section 6 is a live relationship map, which displays somewhat like an exotic family tree, showing all relationships past, current, potential, and desired. Section 7 translates the living information of Section 5 into a map structure, which lays out an infinitely complex grid of possibilities playing out in real time for the soul. Like a March Madness basketball or World Cup football game schedule, the map is a mass of interconnected boxes and lines which are windows into past events, current actions, and possibilities stemming from a combination of events and our choices. While the past lives section is the most accessed, since everyone including retrievalists, regressionists, those who understand reincarnation, shamans, and those seeking a source for their issues or struggles all look there. However, section 5 is the resource most useful for understanding and navigating our current situation, whatever that may be. Prior to entering into an embodied life, we make extensive plans. This is in part because life is complicated, and we have quite a bit to achieve over a span of decades, and also because every living being has free will. Not only do we have the ability to choose what we do in every instant, but so does everyone else. So, like the most complicated NASA mission ever undertaken, we attempt to plan for every contingency. These plans are the beginning of the notes section of each soul book, which includes all the information concerning why we chose our parents, what we intended for our childhood versus what we actually lived through, what lessons we came here to learn, the goals we expected to achieve, whether we have contracts yet unfulfilled, where we intended to live and how, if we agreed to have children or not, and how many, what careers we intended, and so on. Once we have embodied, the current notes section continues to update, adjust, and extrapolate from every interaction, thought, emotion, and mood we have in order for us to navigate in a constantly manifesting world. It provides a continual update on our progress so we can see how much we have achieved, what's still possible, how much better it can all be, and how we can manifest or enhance our best life now. This displays somewhat like the code of the matrix, constantly in movement as we and the people around us, even those seven steps removed, make choices and avoid others. This is where beings look for the information necessary to understand and work with us. It's also the section most commonly read by readers of all sorts. However, just like in the Matrix, reading the unadulterated information is not the easiest thing to do. Being an overwhelming amount of information, most of which is in constant motion, can cause a reader to see nothing at all on the page, or see only a blinding white light they can't get past, 
or get distracted and redirected to other areas of their book, or even have a nausea-style reaction which causes them to close the book and end the session. This is why readers working to read a client's book for them often dip into it without actually looking, using the questions of the client or their own methods to have specific bits of information downloaded to them in a more useful format. This is also why soul books will work like oracles when a person is just learning to read them consciously for the first time. If a person asks a question of their soul book, which is about this current life, the book will open to a page which is much like a green screen in a movie. Anything can be displayed on it, and therefore one pertinent piece of information can be picked out of the data stream and displayed in a manner which is most relevant and helpful to the reader. This is why most readers get stuck either with too much information or not enough. The problem with single-answer, single-image, fortune-cookie answers is they leave the reader to figure out the context of the answer and how it can be integrated into the bigger picture of things. This can be a bit daunting when the answer is not intellectual, but spiritual and experiential, like finding yourself suddenly under what feels like a giant ocean wave when you're afraid of water. If the question being posed is how to move forward in life and the answer is to allow yourself to feel the reality of your feelings, this experience in your soul book is accurate, but possibly more traumatizing without the necessary context. So when working with a soul book, specifically to understand the goals you're working through and the best possible means for achieving them, it's helpful to use a key. I'm not referring to keys such as the beautiful Victorian keys in movies or gothic romances, but instead the type you find at the bottom or the side of maps. The kind which tells you what symbol is being used for rest stops, food, and hotels, and the scale of the map, as in how many millimeters equals a mile. For a soul book, a key is a bit like pressing a button to get a menu of applications. It changes the way Section 5 displays, so instead of a data stream, it's divided into five to seven boxes. These boxes are like large thumbnails for each goal or issue you're working on. Think of this a bit like a cafeteria tray with five sections. The sections aren't necessarily equal in size, but instead proportional to the components of the meal. So there's a large main course section, then side dishes, and a space for a drink or dessert or both. Keys in a soul book display the various boxes by their relevance to you now, both in time and in development. So the most important or ready for progress may be biggest, and the one which needs the most amount of prep or attention may be the smallest. Or the biggest might be the one which is most relevant, even if it's the one you avoid most often and so have put no attention into it all. Each of the boxes will be a picture, which you can enter to interact with the data. You can also scoop up the data in order to remove it from the key and work with it in a more conscious way via 3D model. To use a key with your book, sit in front of it and instead of formulating or asking a personal question, ask the following. Please show me the key to the lessons and goals I'm working with in this phase of my life and the means to achieve them. Once stated, you can open your book and it will open to show you the key. You may interact with it there in the library where you have access to the advice and support of your librarian. They can't read it for you, but they can answer any questions you have about how it works, what's displaying, and your options for what to do with it once you have it. You may also take all or part of the key with you back to your Akashic room or 
even have it sent there ahead of you. Simply lift the key up like it's a tray rather than paper. It'll convert into something a bit like a very, very large tablet, which you can carry back with you. Or you can hand it to your librarian who can have it put in your room for you. These usually end up on the dining room table, which is meant for working with such projects and is large enough to hold them. In your room, you can not only work with each individual square, but spend time coming to understand the interrelation of each goal or lesson with the others and see how it makes a whole. Just like us, our issues are not islands which never touch anything else. Our trust issues in one area radiate out to others. Our need to manifest one thing causes us to choose how we spend our days professionally as well as personally, and how we experience our spirituality influences not only how we know ourselves, but how we perceive and interact with the rest of the world. Using a key can help us make better sense of who we are, why we are, and what we're in the process of becoming, or not. It can show us the best options for reaching the goals we've set for this phase of our life, show us the next piece of the puzzle and what we're attempting to learn, and give us options for how to move forward. What we do from there is up to us. And that's all the time we have this week. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it by subscribing on Patreon. You can see all my other offerings and get regular updates about what I'm working on at patreon.com slash Thanks. Bye.